everyone. Welcome back to Back Talk. This is the second episode alongside Max Chadwick, PJ Clark, and Chris Sachi. I'm once again Ben Cause, and we have a lot of football to talk about today. Get it over to the gridiron. First topic of discussion for today. Blake Bortles' contract, three years, $54 million for a guy who really is barely starting quarterback talent-wise. And the first thing I'm going to say is I love it if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars because in terms of their model of building a team, is so different than the entire NFL. A lot of teams, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was not too long ago, huge money into your quarterback position, which is, of course, the premier position in the NFL. Always will be. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What? I think kickers and me get out there a little bit. Punter too. Watch out. Punters are people too. Also, I, I heard you got to pay a lot of money for your special teams to support. Anyway, in terms of you see teams like this 49ers, so I, I was, I'm a bit concerned for the Garoppolo contract just because they're, they're putting so much money into one position, they're, they're not going to be able to build. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have not a lot of money tied up into the quarterback, and they have so much talent around that. You think of their first year of that model of Basically, no quarterback. Leonard Fournette's going to be our offense, you know. And they made it to the conference, or the, the uh, conference, the championship, conference yeah. championship. Their first year, none of the really, not, not a lot of the guys have playoff experience. And they had a close game with the Patriots in the conference championship. And the Pats have been there seven years in a row. I think this is a sustainable way to build your team. It's it's, so, it's a genius way in a in a league where quarterback is becoming worse and worse. And, and for starting off, I, I love the move for Jacksonville. It bodes well for their success. Yeah, I I gotta agree with you. I mean, they have so much young talent on the defense that no matter who the quarterback is, the defense is gonna help them win games. And now they have money with only twenty six and a half million guaranteed for Blake Bortles. They have money to lock up those young guys long term as well. I think it is a a much needed and much deserved vote of confidence from the Jacksonville Jaguars front office to Blake Bortles. This is a guy who I'm not even going to say game managed because I think he was even better than that this year. Uh, game Better than game managed, whatever that next level is. I don't have the exact term I want to use for it. Got them to the conference championship. Got them to win the first three quarters of the conference championship in Gillette. Now, could the play calling have been better late in that game? Yes. But this... Bortles' new kind of in, injection of confidence started last year when they passed on, you know, trading up for Trubisky or taking Deshaun Watson and, and drafting Fournette so early, giving Bortles a huge weapon that ended up being so crucial this year. Uh, I think Bortles definitely deserves this. It's not a bad contract at all. And, you know, good for him and good for the Jaguars. Keep on building building what you have, go tag Allen Robinson is probably the move now. You know, figure it out from here, but I'm completely content with this. I'm I'm so happy that the trend is finally Also, congratulations, Blake. Yeah. Good for you. If, yeah, I'm so happy that the trend is finally over that, you know, people are just – anytime a quarterback shows any little tiny sign of promise, they throw a $150 million deal down his throat. Jimmy Garoppolo just got this deal. After eight games of playing, like I said, lights out football, but it's a wrong take for Max. But <laughs> it was eight games of football. So it wildly, it was take. eight games wildly of football. Wildly incorrect. Blake Bortles is getting paid now as the seventeenth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. 
And I put him right around that range. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is getting paid as the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He is not the best quarterback in the NFL. Finally, some quarterback is getting paid what he is worth. So this, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a, once again, a fantastic move by a team that went from being the joke of the NFL alongside the Cleveland Browns to now one of the powerhouses in the NFL because they built through the draft, which is what you should do. They signed unbelievably great contracts. Clyde Campbell's contract was great. Blake Burrell's contract now is also really good. You build around AJ Blake Boye. Exactly, AJ Boye. Blake Bortles is not the guy you build around, but you've got your quarterback and you have pieces around him that he, you can win with Blake Bortles, not because of Blake Bortles. And this contract reflects that. I'm very happy the Cleveland Browns should be taking a lot of notes right now in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next topic big trade, the NFL. Topic of the week, really. Much, many people would say. Yeah, the Chiefs traded Marcus Peters and a sixth-round pick this year for a fourth-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they got ripped off, in my opinion. The Rams won this trade by a landslide. They are getting a top-three cornerback in the league for practically nothing, and I see Max Chadwick shaking his head right now. It, I agree. It was, it, was a, it was not a great trade for the Chiefs. I think they did uh, were the losers of this trade. But Marcus Peters is not a top three cornerback in the NFL. Marcus Peters is a top ten cornerback in the NFL. Fringe top ten. Yes. Fringe top ten cornerback. He's a lock at top five. He, he gets he's a lot of... Look, it's the highlights five. for him. Outstanding. But the reason why the highlights for him are so great is because quarterbacks attack him. He gets burned. A lot. You look at Darrell Reeves' highlights, they're not that fun to watch because the quarterbacks do not throw at him. Marcus Peters gets thrown at a lot, and I think that's one of the big reasons why his numbers are so inflated. I put him as a top 10 corner. I do think he's very talented, and I do think the Chiefs should have gotten a little more for him. But to say he's a top three when you have guys like Casey Hayward, Jalen Ramsey, Chris Harris Jr., and some of the rookies who looked outstanding this year, uh, this is a little premature. I don't think Marcus Peters is top three, top five, and you can make the argument he's not even top 10. My problem with evaluating cornerbacks by the interception statistic, which I understand in and of itself is ironic, because what are cornerbacks supposed to do? Lock down receivers. And in order to do that, you how, how do you do that? You intercept the ball. Do you not? That's uh, what Marcus Peters does. That's what yes, that that's, that's top exactly five what I'm getting. Lock. That's exactly what I'm getting to. Marcus Peters does that because he has opportunities to. Darrell Revis, the greatest cornerback in NFL history. Boom. Come on. Does not have the interception numbers of one Dick Lane, of one Deion Sanders, and of, they're both of one Champ right Bailey, because for five straight years, nobody threw at him. And how, Ben Cause, are you going to get interceptions when nobody throws the ball to you? Are you just supposed to magically make them happen? That's what Deion Sanders did. He made them happen. I'm, I'm that, sorry. This that, is I'm how, sorry this that Darrell Revis just, just played his coverage and did his job better than anyone has ever done in NFL history. Different topic. Getting to the point. People pick on Marcus Peters because he's not that good. He's a playmaker at not best. Not that good. He's top 10. He's Excuse a playmaker me? Top 15, definitely. He's a playmaker at best. He's a top 5 Playmaker at best. And one of the best playmaking defensive backs in the league. That's fine. He's also gets picked on. Josh McCown tore this dude apart. Josh McCown. 
Josh McCown literally sent this dude off the deep end. Also, Do you have any rebuttal I, for that? I 1,000% disagree. How? It happened. There's tape. Uh, not not with the Josh McCown thing. Maybe Marcus Peters had a bad day. Maybe. He might have thrown a flag into the stands Possibly. that day. Possibly. He might have thrown a flag into the stands that day. But Marcus Peters makes plays because that's what he does. Okay. I think it was a fair trade, Look, by the way. And also, I'm not giving up, also, I'm not giving up the a Chiefs one for got ripped off. I'm not giving up a one for him. I think it's a great trade. If they, what, if they the trade him, if they trade him not because of the talent, talent. the Rams have 23? Yes. I'm not giving up 23 for him. I would have given up just 23 straight up for Marcus Peters. Not a chance. Yeah. Without blinking if, eye. If they trade him because of talent, it's wrong. There's more the, there. The that character issues, I have absolutely no problem with. There is a culture change going on No problem with. Clearly, Alex Smith out. Sure. Pat Mahomes in. Sure. They're causing problems. But get out. Peter still but has Marcus, two years left on his deal. You want cocky cornerbacks. You don't want cornerbacks that aren't cocky. That's why Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is the cockiest corner in the league, and you can make. And he's, in my opinion, love the second best corner in the league right Top now. Top cornerback in the league. He's Top not. Casey Hayward is slept on. Get Force. out of here. Jalen Ramsey is cocky. Marcus Peters is cocky. What do you see from all the best receivers besides Antonio Brown? They're pretty much cocky. Julio Jones? Julio Jones, you make the argument. He, he's had some run-ins in the past. But Marcus Peters, if the character issues are the main reason why you trade him, it's a problem. Because character issues... the argument, yes. Character issues, unless it's like off-field, like really bad like domestic violence or anything like that, I get that. But on the field, if like at the, throwing the flag was bad... But if you're talking about him just trash talking, I love that for my corner. Throwing the that flag, shows confidence. Throwing the flag was not bad from a content standpoint because that's like one of the greatest buying. Oh, look! Oh, yeah. But as, as a coach, you you look at him. Come on, man. Like, so speaking of people that Marcus Peters can lock up, um, Jarvis Landry had the franchise tag placed on him by the Miami Dolphins this past week. He will make sixteen million dollars on the franchise tag for whatever team he plays for. Now, Miami has supposedly been looking to trade him, and who knows, maybe they pull a Panthers from last year and just take away the franchise tag, let him walk like Josh Norman. Or they, a couple of years ago, they pulled the transition tag from Olivier Vernon and let him walk. But the most likely scenario looks like they're going to move his $16 million contract on the franchise tag to some other team that's looking for a wide receiver. Sachi. Who do you think Jarvis Landry plays for next year? Well, you speak of teams needing wide receivers, and the Carolina Panthers are one of the first squads that has come up to my head. Uh, Cam Newton is a guy who, you look at the physical beating he's taking, and you you can argue that he's almost exiting his prime already. And he's, he's not he's not a very old quarterback. He hasn't been in the league for too long, but he's, he's led the league in sacks taken last year. He's been up there for so many times. He's taking a beating. He runs the ball Absolutely. a lot. You know, so... If you're going to capitalize on what you have in Cam Newton, you haven't done it. You have Christian McCaffrey, who was a rookie last season. He's still such a young player. I think this is a move that they should capitalize on. $60 million is kind of a lot to swallow. But in terms of just... It's only for a year, though. It's only for one year. It's not going to kill your cap. I think for acquiring talent, this is a team that needs to acquire talent around their quarterback. Carolina, I think, is the destination. I think they need to make a move. They need to make this move. I, I definitely can see that happening. I think he could go to a whole bunch of teams, but Carolina's absolutely up there. All right. I, I would love to see him in Chicago. Uh, the problem is with that, uh, I don't know if it happens being that Chicago is in a position to invest draft capital in a guy like Calvin Ridley. 
who would you rather have? Juice Landry on a $16 million one-year deal or Calvin Ridley on a rookie contract? That's a debate because you, then again, you have to use your draft capital on Calvin Ridley. Whereas if you have Landry, you can you use know what Landry is out, out, out there. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley is a stud, and we're going to get into some more draft stuff later. So I, I, I would rather Ridley, I think. But I, I think just on a purely fit standpoint, Chicago would be great for Trubisky. I just I don't think the money's going to match up there. I, I think you had to tag him. Honestly, right now, my prediction is that he plays for the Miami Dolphins, at least to start the year. Really? Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I think Chicago would be great. Uh, Chicago, right now, receiving-wise, is a dumpster fire. I don't think Kevin White is a real human being. Kevin, what happened? <laughs> I don't care. know. Like, literally, what I don't happened? Okay, he I'm got, sorry. He got drafted. We're getting off topic. Gone. I thought I he don't, was... I don't think he's I a liked human him. being. I, I liked him more than Cooper. I liked him more than Cooper coming I think out of college. I agree. I coming out of shocked. West Virginia, Kevin White was amazing. The injuries killed him. He's a ghost. Okay, I don't think he exists. Moving on. Kendall Wright is not a number one receiver. Oh, no. He's not a number one receiver. He's, he's, not, a, he's, he's a number good. two receiver. Got Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith, Dontrell Inman, Cam Josh Meredith, Bellamy. Cam people forget, very good at football. Um, Tours ACL out last year. Victor Cruz, former okay, Chicago one, Bear. One team that we had, uh, we were listening on, and – one team that I think that Jarvis Landry would look great on is the Tennessee Titans because you have a quarterback there already and Mar- Marcus Mariota, who is one of the top 20 Top 10. Top 20. Top 10 Super Mariota. Continue. Top 20. 25. Top 20 quarterbacks in the league. We'll He's get- better than Bortles, but continue. He is better than Bortles. Um, so the receivers on that team, Corey Davis, I hated Hated the Corey Davis pick when they picked at number five. That was an extreme overdraft. Okay, hold on. PJ's whining over here. Marcus Mariota is one billion percent. No, he's, he's barely. He's better that than Blake. He's better. He's, I cannot definitively Marcus tell you. Mariota. I I cannot definitively give you an answer to that. Not easily. Better. He's barely it's better. Very close. Oh, barely better. Just very close. They're both average. It's close enough to where I can't. Give you a definitive. They're both average quarterbacks. Anyway, this Let's is this is off topic. We're going. talking about Marcus Mariota. Corey Davis, the fifth pick in the draft. I hated it. He was it was way over Once he got healthy, he was fine. He was fine. He was a below average receiver this year, though. He wasn't that great. I liked, like I said, Sachi said before, the Carolina Panthers. I think could actually work. Devin Funches is average. He's a number two receiver. They could really use a number one option. Christian McCaffrey with Jarvis Landry could be lethal. Funches on the outside with Landry and McCaffrey in the spot, that would be lethal. Um, Yeah, so I think the Titans, another team, PJ, I know you're going to argue with me, the Jets do need a receiver. But they were not going to trade intervision. They're not trading intervision. Nor do the Jets need a receiver. They do need a receiver. They, they quite literally do not. They quite literally do no, not. No, Quincy Noon was a top 30 receiver in the league. He's a wide receiver. And what you got? Robbie by Anderson? The way, Robbie Anderson. Who was the product of all the targets? Who's going to be suspended yeah, for eight games. Uh, and Jermaine Curse because that Seattle trade was the best of McCann's so, like, so far. Continue. The tight, I was, My final point is the Titans I love. The Bears I would love. Just really, and the Panthers, I think, could work a lot too. So you know, those those are the three teams I think the Miami Dolphins should look for, or the Miami Dolphins can. If the keep. New York Jets spend sixteen million dollars on Jarvis Landry, I will do some things. I agree. Also, if they get rid of Jarvis Landry, that means Devontae Parker is their number one receiver. 
Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is not a number one receiver. No, he is yes, a he number is. two. Devontae Parker's. I think he's a high two. I think he's a low, a low one, high two guy. Devontae Parker is he's absolutely right underrated. Give him a good quarterback, and he's putting he's up average. top ten numbers. He's, he's average. I think. So I think right now, if Miami keeps him, it's fine, obviously. But I think the right move is to trade him. And I think the Bears, the Titans, and the Panthers are the three teams to watch out for. And then, we didn't really touch on it that much, but. We can all agree Jarvis Landry is not worth $16 million. Oh, no. No, the franchise tag dictates it. I think Jarvis Landry is a top 10 receiver, a fringe top 10 receiver. No, I think he's pretty there. I, I, think he's a fr- I think he is top 10, but I would put a lot of other guys above him, such as Julio Jones, obviously, Antonio Jones. Brown. Michael Thomas is slept on. Michael Thomas, yes. He is Heavily amazing. Doug Baldwin, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell, Fitz, Still. And Mike Evans, I put ahead of him. Right now, Jarvis Landry would have the fourth richest contract among wide receivers in the NFL for the 2018 year, with only Des Bryant, Larry Fitzgerald, and Antonio Brown ahead of him. Now, obviously, Des Bryant can is not. Yeah, can we say that, that was that contract was signed? A okay, long please, time but ago. but Des Bryant. That's enough. Like, I mean, yeah. come on, man. Okay. What happened? Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, interjection here, Des Bryant. Whatever the the pro version of a raspberry is, it's a Dak Prescott problem. <laughs> Just throwing that out. I agree. I agree. Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback. Dak Prescott is a top fifteen quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Desperate right, is also not a good wide receiver. I'm, I'm out. Goodbye. Dak Prescott's a top fifteen Good night, quarterback. Uh, top fifteen quarterback. I stand by that. That's Bye. wrong. So PJ has walked off set, but moving on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Lastly, in our NFL-centered podcast, draft combine begins tomorrow with running backs. Huge part of the start, of the advent of draft season. I begin to anticipate what's going on, and I want to know which players. Well, let's, let's start it off interested, not you know generically on which players you most excited to see. Which player, if you can zero in on one, has the most to lose at the combine? I think the guy who has the most to lose uh, announced he's lost it. Uh, Sam Darnold announced today, or today when we're recording this, not today when you're listening to this, uh, that he's not going to throw. And Big mistake. That's a, that's a problem for me. I think all quarterbacks should throw. But I think Sam Darnold not taking the opportunity to th- – I'm sure all 32 teams are going to have a guy at USC permanent, as they should. Um but I think not throwing on television, on national television, in front of the scouts, in front of the NFL Network crew is, I mean, it happens every year pretty much. But everybody threw last year. Everybody even threw in 2015. The last guy, the last notable guy to not throw was Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr were the two notable guys who didn't last throw. So it's become a trend to throw over the last two years, or last three years even. So I, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, I got to agree. I think Sam Darnold um, definitely, like I said before, the hand size is the biggest thing to see in a fan. I don't care what he runs to the 40. He runs a seven-second 40, fine. If his hand is below nine inches, that could severely affect his draft stock. And I know this sounds so minuscule, you know, hand size. Big hand size guy. It is big. It's a big deal. And you talk about height. There are quarterbacks that are short. That have, that have made it, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, what do they have in common? They have big hands. Sam Darnold 
He fumbles a lot. He throws picks a lot. If if his hand size is below nine inches, that explains the fumbles. And he cannot play. He played in sunny California, and he fumbled you a want, lot. You want me to explain the turnovers for you? The fumbles. He had a he had a bad supporting cast, but his offensive line was four freshmen. <sighs> Sam Darnold fumbled at an alarming yeah, rate. Yeah, and now if we are throwing alarming him into Cleveland, rate. we're throwing him behind the greatest left tackle of all time. I I agree with you guys. Sam Darnold has the most to lose at, also, at the combine, and he lost it already. What also, they already lost also PJ is going to disagree with me. Josh Rosen has a lot to lose, not on the field, in the interview process. If he is as bad as people say he is, this could ruin him in terms of draft stock because teams have heard that his teammates at UCLA do not like him as a teammate. He could he could drop because of this. He could drop he, he because of the interview drop. process. Nobody I, likes Tom Brady. Nobody, no. nobody outside the Patriots likes Tom Brady. Nobody, I, I, The Patriots... Bill Belichick Julian Edelman like Tom loves Tom Brady. Yeah. Danny Amendola loves Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski loves Tom guys, Brady. Jimmy Tom Garoppolo's Brady. backup hates him because Jimmy Garoppolo wants to start. Jimmy Garoppolo had the locker room, and that's why they traded him. Just throwing it out there. However, Josh Rosen is a is a genius. I think he's incredibly well spoken. Really, I think he's great with the media. He's I think awesome. he will fit yeah. in very well in New York. This is a guy. Who? Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit. He's a little bit of an ass. I'm not gonna lie. This is a guy who got suspended or disciplined for having a hot tub in his dorm room. Absolute legend. He's a college kid who's a trust fund baby who just happens to be really good at football. Now, the difference between another guy that I think is an ass, but the difference is why I think he might actually be good is Baker Mayfield. Yes, like we know, the Kansas incident was bad, he, but he his teammates, his, nothing, his teammates, okay, the, also the getting tackled by the cops in his bare underwear. That's not great. That's <laughs> okay. a legitimate problem, whereas yeah, not Josh Rosen okay. literally has I nothing. know, but the difference is Baker Mayfield's teammates loved him. Josh Rosen's teammates were not supporting I didn't him. know we were living in the movie draft day. I'm literally. I'm <laughs> I just didn't saying, know that Bo Callahan was really, was really real. Terrible I didn't know movie, that. By the way. I like Josh Rosen a lot. I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft class. But I think once Josh Rosen goes wherever he goes and plays, people are going to go for, could go to war for him. When I, you have a competent quarterback, yeah, you're, you they're going to forget about it. I know, but I, I think the second he's not doing well, their teammates are not going to be backing him up. God, I, I, I so badly hope that he blows every interview and falls to the New York Jets at number six. <laughs> that would be the greatest possible outcome. I'd be for that as a New York Jets fan, too. I'd be very for that. So, yeah, go ahead and blow it, Josh. You won't, because I think you're a legitimate genius. But go ahead and blow it. See if I care. Moving along from the Josh Rosen talk. What I know Max Chadwick. Chadwick he's, I, I he's wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey. I am. But who or what storyline are you guys most looking forward to at the Combine this weekend? Max, just go. Just go. Okay, listen. I'm setting the timer for five minutes. Just <laughs> listen, I am actually really interested in seeing Sam Darnold's hand size and the reports that come out about Josh Rosen's interviews. But this is the guy. That's not what you most this, I know. Answer the question. This is the guy I've been following for three years, and I truly, truly believe. No, not that. I truly believe this is going to be one of the best combat performances we've ever seen. Because Chris Johnson ran the four, three, the four, the forty. Is, this is what I'm saying. The forty in an incredible time. Saquon Barkley's not even going to touch that. I, he's not going to get close. He'll get it in the four three to four low four four range. 
But in every mm. other drill, he is going to kill it. He's going to lift 30 times in a 225-pound bench press, which is unheard of for running backs, unless you're a big, powerful running back. I'll take the under on that. Thanks. 30, I'm betting, I'm betting right now, 30 times. I'm taking the under. He is the biggest, one of the biggest freaks we've seen in the combine since Jadavion Clowney. Under. Since Jadavion Clowney. He is going to destroy the combine. And as a Penn State fan and as a huge Saquon Barkley fan, I cannot wait to see all of your faces when all you see on your phone is Saquon Barkley did what? Alerts popping up over and over and over again after every drill he kills it. All right, PJ. All right, you're most I'm, looking forward I'm to see. Most looking forward to see, as I am really every year. I I focus on the skill position guys. I don't take too much stock in the combine measure or in the combine drills for the quarterbacks unless they throw, of course. And even then, it's a controlled situation. I don't really think it's a great indicator. I'm more of a film guy for quarterbacks. Linemen, it's hard to judge. Um, the wide receiver class this year is kind of weak. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on the running backs because I know what Calvin Ridley is. Calvin Ridley is damn good, and He's I don't, very I don't good. need anything to prove that. His pro comparison was uh, Marvin Harrison. Well, actually. also, also by the Syracuse way, Syracuse alum, um, yeah. the Alabama wide receiver thing, uh, the curse of the Alabama wide receiver. Oh, I so guess such, we could say no such thing. Well, I mean, Amari Cooper's not good, so there is that. Oh God. But, okay, just gonna, we're not even gonna get on to, into that. All right. Well, you know, he should learn to catch the ball before. Um, That's fair. He had a bad year this year. I'll admit that. Uh, it's a down year I, for what, a great receiver. What I'm most intrigued by are the five to six other running backs that we should care about. Great running backs. Oh, yeah. Even coming off of last year where you know the three or four best players in the, the entire draft turned out to be running backs. Fantastic running back class. Saquon is, as I said before, has nothing to lose. Locked in top ten. Put in stone. I'm interested in... Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Karrion Johnson, Ronald Jones. Darius Geis. Darius Geis, obviously. I want to see what happens with those guys. What is what is Geis going to run? Yeah. He's a powerful back. Big dude. Exactly. What is Ronald it's Jones going to run? Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones is going to destroy the 40. Ronald Jones, I'm not going to say he's going to break Chris Johnson. Oh, no, I'm no. Saying it's oh. Gonna be, I'm saying well, it's going to be Well, it's actually John Ross now. I know, but yeah, I'm but going like, for the running back. Oh, running back, back. guy, okay. Uh, I'm really intrigued as to see what Geis is going to run. I'd like to see what Johnson runs. I'd like to see what this what Jones weighs in at. Actually. Yeah, no, yeah. This running back class is unreal. There are four running backs that I'd probably take in the first round in this draft. I know, I know. Like they're not. I, I'm, There's I'm, not enough. What I mean, what guys, I mean, I have first round grades. Exactly. What I mean by that, there's four running backs in the top 32 prospects. I actually, un- I have first round grades on probably, which the top is four. unheard of. You got Saquon Barkley, who, in my opinion, I know you guys disagree, is the best best prospect. In this the draft. is the teaser for the draft draft episode of Back Talk. Darius, Matt, Chad, Rick, Guys, and Jones are top 20, and then I also put Sony Michelle there in my top 25. See, I, I, I have, I have. I would say I probably have five in my top 35. I don't know if I have five in the top 32. Mm-hmm. I don't have Michelle. I like Chubb more. Okay. I like Johnson more. Um, Michelle's the, the a lot Chubb, like Kamara. Chubb's injuries scare me. See that. Scare me and I, I very much have Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones. Oh, I love Ronald Jones. I think he's RB2. I think he, he won't be the second guy off the board. I think he should be. I think Geis is obviously the second guy off the board. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so that's what I'm intrigued by. I I'm, I, I like the right necklace. Give me that. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking forward to see most at the Combine is the trade talks between executives in in Indianapolis. Something's going to happen. 
I thought the Marcus Peters trade would be what came out of the combine, but that got done crazy fast. Yeah. Maybe it's Earl Thomas. Maybe it's Richard Sherman. Maybe it's another big name that comes out of nowhere. I, I think a big name is going to get talked about at the combine, and a trade is going to happen, and it's going to have nothing to do with these young guys. It's going to be a big veteran name. But I can't say who yet. We'll just have to see. Yeah, Definitely I, intriguing. I, yeah. I mean, it's always – the. It's fun because one of the biggest uh, stories I'm always fascinated by the combine is um, reporters get to – and actually general managers are all there. So what do they do? They're in a hotel all together. you got to make small talk. Right? When, when else can they talk about That's this. how deals happen, baby. All right? So the NFL comment is the mecca. Not only for you scouting the prospects, fine. You make a lot of deals during those few days in Indianapolis. That, ho- that hotel, I'd kill to be a fly on the wall when those general managers are talking. Because what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about, like, oh, how's your family? For, like, two minutes. And then, bam, what do you want for Richard Sherman? What do you want for Earl Thomas? These are they're going to be some big deals that maybe, I don't think they'll happen. But I think, like, it's getting talked about they'll, 100%. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll start, you know, making the deals. And then maybe towards the end of the offseason, we'll finally see those deals come together. And we'll see, like, this has been in the works forever. So that wraps up the second episode of Back Talk, heavily featuring NFL talk this week. We'll try to get back to some basketball and maybe some baseball next time. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think.